I feel like I've caught you very unprepared, mate. Have you just gone from Mate, work? I have literally just walked in. This is Chippenham, where they decide to put some traffic lights in front of a Pelican Crossing. So the traffic lights go green, but some has pressed the button on the lights and it's gone red. So whilst you're allowed to move, you can't, because uh, then everyone's stuck. Oh, it's an absolute... It's like Bradford on Avon all over again. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Hello there, one and all. Thank you once again for tuning in and listening to us. This is Sheer Isolation with myself, John Ponting, and my friend Kieran Moore, who looks like he's being handed a cup of tea. No? I was actually adjusting my microphone. Ah, I was way off. Absolutely way off. Over the next half hour, we're going to be doing our best to promote local music in in the West, as as we try to do every week. We quite often fail, but we have a laugh doing it. Um, We've we've got some... we We always achieve it. We always achieve it. We just have, we just sometimes screw up the actual delivery, but overall message is there. It's your definition of what we achieve, I suppose. But yeah, we, we do our best regardless. <laughs> uh, we got uh, a couple of cracking guests on, on the show this week. Uh, Elliot Hall and Sarah Larkham, who, uh, well, they're, they're Larkham and Hall as musicians. They're, they run the Mind Your Music charity down in Bristol. And we also discovered they're uh, authors as well. So it's a crammed interview full of really interesting stuff. So you want to listen out for that. There's, there's quite, there's some really touching bits in there as well from Elliot as well. I mean, that is obviously, you can walk past somebody in the street and you don't know their story. You don't know what they've gone through. You don't know anything. You don't know if they're harboring mental health issues or whatever. To discover that he had the severity of his mental health and how he comes through it is really inspiring. So I, I, I've got, I've got a little buzz of inspiration in me now, thanks to Elliot. So thank you very much, John, for introducing him and them to me. Yeah, of course, because you've never met them before. You had no idea what a shining light those guys are. Totally down with that. They're fantastic. And if they do workshops too, you know, maybe we can get them some workshop work over here. That would be great too. Yeah. But uh, first off, we're going to pick a track and Kieran has chosen a track from the, the inbox, which is sheerisolation at gmail.com. People have been sending in tracks and quite often it's people we know and people who, who we're aware who are listening to the show. But th- this is a complete stranger to both of us. Yep, completely new to me. Was not aware of this person. Um, I believe the, this artist and me share mutual friends. So they've probably been suggested by the mutual friends, um, Ollie Kieran Sharp, who's based in Bath. Um, but a completely new act to me. Uh, it's not normally the sort of track or music that I would perhaps listen to myself. I don't go out of my way to listen to this. But it's kind of this lo-fi kind of hip-hoppy, trip-hoppy kind of, of, of tune by an artist called Jay. Uh, and he has a, it's featuring Ben Keat, who I believe is the vocalist. And the song is called Sunset Remedy. And as I say, it's this kind of almost lo-fi hip-hop, lovely track. I would normally listen to this. I wouldn't go, certainly wouldn't go out my way to search it down. It's come in the inbox. I've given it a listen. I've gone, I like this. It's, it fits what we do very, very well. And it's another one of those artists. I know they perform live. Maybe in the future, when we get to do gigs again, we may even get to see this sort of stuff live again. One day, who knows? You're making a lot of promises about what's coming up, and I really do hope all of it comes true. Well, I've got this. I've got this plan, John. So we're with the the pump in Trowbridge is due to, to open in January. The plan is to do wall to wall music for the rest of the year, specifically aimed at local musicians, local artists, and we want to get everybody represented, everybody to play that venue in that year and really put it back on the map. And then we can start experimenting with XYZs. But yeah, that's the plan. We've gonna so all the people that we've done so far in these last 18, 19 episodes are gonna be invited, they're gonna come play, we're gonna do a sheer isolation festival. Maybe not that, but who knows? Either way, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, let's do that. Right, so yeah, this is uh, Sunset Remedy by Jay. Mm-hmm. 
Sunset Remedy by Jay. Uh, I think we, we're just knowing him as Jay. Just Jay. That's who. That's all he is. Just Jay. You mentioned in the previous link there about the pump in Trowbridge looking to reopen and get some gigs going. Earlier today, I looked at some of our bigger venues in the West. So I was looking at places like the Hippodrome, who were looking at putting some gigs on um, around the middle of October. Uh, Wyvern in Swindon's not doing anything until February. Places like Comedia and Bath, they're, they're doing smaller events from October. There's no real set pattern, is there, for, for what's, what we can expect? 
No, not at all. Literally every venue is having to figure out what works for them. And every venue has a different set of circumstances. Um, this is highlighted in the applications process when you could apply for money and you had to explain your business. And it really came out that everybody is so vastly different. There's so many different circumstances and, and, and in interpretations of, of what they feel they can safely do. So I don't think there is a overriding theme or pattern basically check your local venue are they doing something can they do something and if they're not don't hold it against them <laughs> it's also very difficult because also we've got a lot of data coming in daily data about number of cases and, and people yeah. contracting COVID, and it's jumping like if you look region by region it just jumps all over the place it's really difficult for a single venue in a particular town to know what's going to happen in two weeks time Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, we've said in a couple of uh, episodes back, you know, how do you go about pl- planning something so far in advance when you don't know what's happening locally day by day to day? It is a complete minefield. My overall is that people are getting back to planning stuff irrespective of the number going up. And I think people are just hoping that by the time it swings around to them, the measures they've put in place will be enough to see them do a safe event. Thank you for that, Kieran. It is time for us to get on to our interview for this week. Now this week we are joined by Elliot Hall and Sarah Larkham who are two musicians uh, based down in Bristol. We start by talking just about their background because uh, for those of you who are watching the YouTube edition of this show uh, you'll see they're on a boat which is where they've lived for several years and I'm just so jealous. I don't think I could live on a boat because I've got too much stuff and I like my stuff but but wouldn't you just love the boat life? Uh, My wife likes the idea of the boat life she also likes the idea of the van life um, i'm definitely edging towards more the van life than the boat life i'd prefer a narrowboat holiday to a camper van holiday really interesting mm-hmm. maybe you're a water baby or a sailor in a previous life i hope not because i can't swim but anyway we'll uh, <laughs> we'll hand over to this interview <laughs> now, am i right in thinking you're on a narrowboat right now yeah well yeah. barge barge yeah well, it's a wide beam so it's like a little bit bit bigger it's about 10 foot is it 10 foot by 60 foot yeah. So when I say narrowboat, is that like an insult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yes, yes. <laughs> so how, how close are you to the Thekla then? Is that the harbour there by the Thekla? The Thekla is just a little bit further on. Um, five minutes walk? Five minutes walk, oh, yeah. Oh, that is the dream. About five minutes walk. So I, I was half expecting you to be kind of outside on, on the top of the boat doing one of your barbecues because uh, I often see this on Facebook. You, you guys post such positivity. Well, we can't today because we're having we're having three days a week off drinking, and the barbecue is too big an association for us. Can't possibly so, uh, barbecue about downing a few tins. So I get you. Exactly. exactly yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Black coffee. But it's our anniversary tomorrow, so we're back on the sauce tomorrow. Mm, looking forward to it. That's a perfect excuse. Happy anniversary to you guys. Yeah. Assuming we make it, we've still got another six or seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown about Larkham and Hall? Because that's kind of the, the main musical project that you, you do now, isn't it? We're both songwriters in our own right. Our kind of, our styles of songwriting kind of suited each other yeah. in terms of we both liked the kind of heavyweight songwriters from the Poetic. 60s. The Dylan, the Joni Mitchells, the Leonard Cohens. The Tom Waits. Yeah, Tom Waits, exactly that sort yeah, yeah. of thing. Over the years, I've wrote over 2,000-odd songs, and Sarah's wrote a lot. We've both got quite individual vocal styles, haven't we? And then trying to blend the, those two, because Elliot's a really gruff, gritty, kind of deep-voiced yeah. man, and I'm not. 
<laughs> <laughs> trying to try to gel the two together. Um, yeah, it took a quite while. a yeah quite a while. At, in your, at in your car, practicing I, in your car. And I think when we first started, we really felt like, oh god, this is sounding like two solo artists. Yeah, you know, that's um, the danger. And it took it? us it took us a, a long time and a lot of gigging to really bring the sound together. Elliot, I had no idea you've written so many songs. I mean, you, you've kind of given away how long you've been a musician just by saying how many songs you've written. Where do you keep all your lyrics? Because uh, you must have a separate unit. You wouldn't be able to fit I more than I, I mean, I, I can't have to play 2,000. It's too many. Of course not. So, I, so mm. I rely on my memory to act as the filter for what's good. Elliot's now bought a, a, little, a little black book to start writing some lyrics down and he's trying to remember his new song and, and one of the verses was just not there. And it was like, oh, I can't remember, I can't remember. And I said, I've seen it somewhere, I've seen it somewhere. And I'd kept the piece of paper in a safe place, like a good wife would. <laughs> After that, I leave them anywhere yeah. in the boat. Then nine months later, go absolutely crazy. Where's like, the piece of well, paper I left on the step and six Sarah, months and ago? And Sarah's supposed to just be able to put her hand on it. <laughs> she has a hard, hard time. It's amazing we've made four years anniversary. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> See, one of the things about living on a boat, I always assumed that you, everything would have its place because you don't have enough area to have butter, but clearly that's wrong. Not, not living with Elliot. Oh, he, yeah. is, he is the messiest person in the world. There cannot be a messier person. I'm serious. So I'm, yeah. Everyone thinks I'm joking, but I'm not. You have learned to, to hang up the bath mat. That yeah, I, yeah that's so a When, when you open an envelope now, you don't just throw the envelope on the floor. That took about yeah. three years. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> this has turned into some kind of counselling session. <laughs> <laughs> it always yeah, is with us, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Is Elliot a nightmare at gigs? He always forgets stuff at gigs. Oh, no. No, oh, no, 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 no. no. That is the opposite. That's the opposite then. But, I will forget stuff and I will leave stuff at gigs. Elliot will remember. But I, I do have some terrible temper tantrums sometimes before. Oh my God, Never yeah. on the stage. Once we get to the gig, I'm always well behaved. But beforehand, <laughs> I could be a, an absolute nightmare. There was a gig that I remember where you walked off stage because you got in a mood and you walked off stage recently and the audience loved it. Yeah. Oh, he's so rock and roll. Oh my God, that Elliot, he's such a star. It's actually, I mean, it's, been, it's always been a difficult balance for me um, playing because I've constantly been balancing my mental health yeah. difficulties against a, you know, a performer thing. And luckily, you know, I mean, over the years, we've probably missed four gigs and that's been where yeah. it's been a throw or or anything i've actually never missed a, a gig due to true. anything very true yeah. rock and roll well we're just touching on that, that area of um, mental health you guys are really heavily involved with a, a charity in bristol called mind your music aren't you do you want to tell us uh, about that well that's elliot's baby yeah so we both run mind your music together it basically provides music workshops and teaches music to to people who've had mental health difficulties or still have yeah or well still have mental mm-hmm. health difficulties so when i was young i grew up in a psychiatric hospital for about about eight years and had schizophrenia and um i made like a kind of really miracle recovery by getting involved in in, in music i just played all the time to try and I've stopped taking all my medication and I rehabilitated myself solely through music. Wow, so that's I amazing. Felt, yeah, it was... I mean, it, that's it was, what you try and pass on yeah, to other people, isn't um, it? I, mean, I was taking 27 pills a day and off a 24-hour care every day for the rest of my life. So I was really very, very sick. 
and I just used the guitar and meditation to try and re rehabilitate myself. When obviously when I got better and I got a, a, a life again, I was like I had a great debt. I felt I had a great genuine debt to music. I was kind of curious. I was like, well, if it had done this for me, could it do the same for for other people? And we do. I mean, there's somebody yeah. that came to us a few few years ago, and he wanted to play drums, but he never really really played before. He'd um, never worked, couldn't get out of bed, and was in a pretty terrible state. Having pretty, you know, very intensive counselling. Quite unreliable at the time. Wasn't yeah, he? he didn't show up to you know. No. Show, we book a room. He showed up one time out of three or whatever. And gradually we worked with him and his, his confidence and stuff. Um, he grew and he ended up becoming a re instead of just showing up all the time, he ended up booking out rooms on his own and practicing. And he became a really, really great drummer, but it really changed his, his life. And um, his dream was always to be a, a train driver. He's now become a train driver and earning like 60 grand a year. And he won like the Young Achiever of yeah. the Year Award we for the Southwest. Him, we or, saw him or, just or, last or week. We, we caught up with him. He yeah, came around for dinner because so he's not part of the project anymore. We have lots of nice stories. That it's, really, it's made, a, you know, for some people, it's made just a, a real astounding difference. That is absolutely incredible. And it just... It's an, obviously an emphatic yes. It, you are changing people's lives. You are helping, and it's the the, the proof is there that music ca does heal. It can and can create goodness in us. Yeah, 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 yeah. See it time and time again. At the moment, obviously, we, it, it is a really different format because usually we meet in a music studio. And because we can't do that, we can't put on shows, we can't have socials. So... Well, we've actually managed to keep the project going all the way through the coronavirus. So we've been having a Zoom meeting, an online session, and then we've been going, uh, for the people that feel they want to get out and count, we've been going down the park and running the session in there. So we've actually managed to run two sessions a week for this period of, of time, which has been really, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, it's worked really well. Yeah. We're both writing books as well. Mm. So that's what we've been using a lot of this period of time to do our, um, you know, do some other creative stuff that we just don't normally have time for in our lives. So you guys are so busy. What, what are the books about? So um, I'm currently writing a book. It's a children's book about a girl who steals a dragon from the high street shop. It's a world like our world where dragons are normal pets and she steals a dragon who turns out to have a very, a very special secret ability. And uh, it's called Samantha Fisher and the Light Dragon. And I'm 45,000 words through, so I'm getting there. It's occurred to me that I read a book by um, Nathan Filet called, which was a best title called Shock of the Fall. And it was about, um, it was a fictional tale. He was a psychiatrist about um, somebody experiencing schizophrenia. And it was a brilliant book. The guy lives in, in, in Bristol, actually. But I kind of thought, I've never heard of a book with of somebody um, who's had schizophrenia, who lived in the hospital and recovered. Um, and so a lot, it's kind of like a no holds barred thing about, about the situation. Well, it's about, a memoir, it's yeah, your memoir. About when I, was, when I was in hospital. There were so many things that happened that were just completely unbelievable. Um, my life at that stage was so, so weird that I've kind of wrote it down. And the idea is basically to kind of show that if other families are suffering and stuff, that, that there is some kind of hope to come out the other other side exactly. of it. Because when I was when I was sick, I couldn't really find anybody with schizophrenia that had come out the other side and, and there wasn't in, in literature. So that's the kind of basic idea. It's of, fascinating. Of it. wow. it's, it's quite tough 
for you, isn't it? It's really difficult, yeah. I mean, I could do a very small amount a day and it, it kind of, it really does break me down. But I'm enjoying it. I'm glad it's got that emotional resonance. Makes me cry. Uh, yeah, it's Makes not, him cry. Not, it's not easy. <laughs> Yeah. You guys have chosen a track because we, we said you can pick a track and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Anya Graf? I, I think Your guess is as good as that. Anya Grafa? Is it is it German? It's you should German. ask your mum. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's a really lovely musician and lady who we met at a, in a songwriter's circle, I don't remember where. When she's a, come up and play uh, with us uh, yeah. in, in Bristol, um, yeah. we just really love her music. It's really um, pretentious, really intelligent, and um, yeah, we just really, really like it. And we kind of I love feel pretentious that, music. Pardon? I love pretentious music. You love pretentious. Yeah. Oh, you got Elliot then? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Kieran, I was going to say, I think you're really going to love this track that's been picked because it's definitely got a real theme of kind of that Balkan-style blues about it. I know oh, you mentioned it previously. Yeah. Yeah. It's your favourite music at the moment. It is my favourite. I love Balkan music. I feel shame Of having no name I came to you Don't push me away Stiff with fears Oh, 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 oh Cause when you
Is called Shame of No Name, and it was a live recording by Anya Graphic. I think we're going to go with. I'm not quite sure on the pronunciation, so I do apologise if I've said that wrong. Right, we'll, we'll just cover off a, another little bit of news I picked up on today. Now we've heard of. We, we all know about the government's Eat Out to Help Out scheme. Karen, have you heard about this campaign for Seat Out to Help Out? Yes, I have. I don't know enough about it, but I'm slightly sceptical. So the the idea behind this is that the government funds seats in a venue so to, to encourage people to get back into to yeah. gigs and, and theatre events and shows where when we're allowed to you're not so keen then I'm not not keen but I'm not a huge fan of the government and the way they've handled anything so I'm not entirely sure how this is going to work and like I say I don't know enough so we'll see I, <laughs> I, I know at the minute it's still at the campaign stage so I'm not sure if the government would even pick up on it but it, it struck me as it would be a way of getting people back into venues and it's so if, be, if there wasn't money available then that would be a good thing I mean, obviously, there's the desire. Do people desire to go back to gigs yet? I know a lot of people do, but a lot of people actually don't. Um, and then there's a cost. If they've been furloughed and they've been paying their mortgage, they're probably going to have a lot of money because of the reduced income to spend on tickets. So if that's the case, and that's a really lovely idea because it can get people, afford them, you know, a treat or a night out that would otherwise not be available to them, I'm totally backing that. Yeah, so I'd love to see it happen. Uh, if it means money to venues, then brilliant. Yeah. And artists, of course, money to artists as well. And what I would say, if people really have been missing gigs, um, just get, get onto Google and just look up your local pubs because quite a lot of pubs now are putting on uh, music. Some of them free, some maybe a few quid to get in. It's not going to be big, big name acts. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's the first steps on getting live music back into Wiltshire and, and the surroundings. Well, um, I'll give you a very quick, a lovely development for the pump that's happened today. Um, we're going to be live streaming some live events that are being held elsewhere. So if you can't go to another town or if you don't want to go to the other town, you can come to your local venue, watch the, the same show that's happening elsewhere as in a stream, all, all professionally done, multiple cameras, good quality sound, but come to your local venue because you've not got the reduced space because of the performance, you can fit more people in. So we're going to be doing it at the pump with more details to be announced soon. And on that bombshell, we will leave it there, Kieran. Thank you for for joining me uh, this week as ever. Thank you to everybody for listening or viewing us, however you uh, ingest the sheer isolation. We will be back next week in the usual place. Right, John. I'll see you later. Yeah, take it easy, mate. See you next week. Toodles. Bye. Bye.